Um, I, I wonder if you can remember back to March the 2nd. Um, it was a different age, wasn't it? It was BC. Um, when we started our Lent series using the Paula Gooder book on the times in the wilderness um, and the theme of wilderness. Um, and uh, I, I asked some questions. I asked uh, what might happen over the 40 days of Lent, the build up to Easter. Uh, I asked if we might need to take a walk on the wild side, whether God would would strip some things away from us that we've come to rely on and deepen our faith uh, through spending time with him. Uh, it feels like it might have been a bit prophetic. Um, certainly I'm glad that we're following Paula's book about how God uses wilderness times um, to teach us so much about himself and to teach us about ourselves and the things that matter in life. Paula Gooder reminds us in her book, Let Us Go There, that uh, wilderness is a really common theme in the Bible. And of course, the situation that we're in with coronavirus um, is unique to our circumstances. And so it's uniquely shaped by the culture of our time. But dramatic events and shifts in human history are nothing new, are they? Uh, the fall of the Roman Empire, the plagues in medieval times, world wars have certainly been times where human, humanity has needed to think again and work out what it means to be followers of Jesus into the next age. There is an absolute reality about the sadness and the grief of this time. Let's not gloss it with uh, the language of new opportunities for being church. We need to be very real about how terrible this is. And we need to recognize as Christians that our first call is to repentance. Yes, we're going to talk about praying to God and rightly pray to God to provide for us and to, to see all the good things and to do all the things that we can do. But the first call on us is to repentance. What are we learning about ourselves in this season? What are we getting as a new perspective personally and as the whole of humanity in this time? Can I reassure us that God is not stunned by these circumstances? God is not uh, socially distancing or self-isolating from us in this time. He is very present and with us. Let's hear our, our reading for today. Let's focus ourselves on God. Nikki is going to share it with us. So we're reading from Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 10. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written... He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain 
and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Thanks, Nikki. So we worship a God who has identified with us, who in Jesus has come and lived life in humility, has lowered himself to walk the walk that we have to. A God who fully understands what it means to be tested, to be challenged. The devil in that reading, uh, familiar to us, I'm sure, seeks to sow doubt into the mind of Jesus. If you are the son of God, he says. It was vital for Jesus to know his identity in God, what he was called to be and what he was called to do. And in this week's reflections, Paula Gooder reminds us of how important it is, and especially in times like this, to know who we are in God, who we're called to be and what we're called to do. Many of us have had those things that can give us identity, give us a sense of affirmation, maybe even a sense of value stripped away. We're not able to go to work. We're not able to rely on possessions or all of the things that we've made so normal in our lives. Good things, but things which can come between us and God our Father. But actually, we're testing there's two powers, aren't there? There's the power of the good things that deflect us away from God. But there's also the power of doom and fear. Equally, that can divert us from relying on God. Jesus shows us the pattern, doesn't he? He shows us the model in good times and in bad that we are to look to scripture, the word of God, the authority of God. And we're to say, God, we're to cry out to him in repentance and then in new commitment and new dedication. God, who do you say that we are? Who do you want us to be in this time? Paul Aguda says that Jesus had clarity in the face of panic and strength in the face of anxiety. And that's got to be our prayer for ourselves, hasn't it? A few weeks ago in one of our talks, I I showed a diagram which described uh, one way of thinking about the stages of faith or the seasons of faith. And the idea that every one of us as Christians will face the wall, will face times of crisis and difficulty. And the writer was suggesting that what happens after those times or in those times of wilderness and challenge is there are two journeys. The first journey is the inner journey. In the wilderness, we find what's inside us. In the wilderness, in tough times, we have a desperation and we seek God more earnestly and more deeply into repentance, into new commitment into new rhythms. We listen for his voice more clearly. But that inner journey then reflects itself and moves into a season of the outer journey as we put our faith into action. Do you remember those inspiring words from our chancellor just a few days ago, Rishi Sunak? When it's all over, when all of this is finished, when we look back and remember It will be the small acts of kindness that matter. For us as Christians, 
when we look back to this time, we will want to see that we lived in faith, not fear. The inner journey, that we have a deeper relationship with our God, then reflecting itself in the outer journey. Let's not pay lip service to the idea that in this season, our greatest weapon, our greatest gift to the world is our prayer. There are going to be lots of other people sharing alongside Trinity in practical provisions. But the world needs us to be praying, not to change God's mind or to give him good ideas. Uh, somehow this virus does reflect the brokenness of the world and that reflects sin. But let's not make simple equations or simple correlations. What we do know is that we are called to pray in every circumstance. And that when we align our wills with God, when we say kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven, it makes a difference. There are lots of things I don't understand about life I don't understand why my mother still loves me sometimes, but I put my trust in those things nonetheless. Faith is not blind. Faith is not a leap, especially at times like this. But it is a choice. It is an act of will. It is a gift to receive that cannot be earned. It is a gift to live in, to walk in, to live by so come, Holy Spirit, and fill us with faith. Let's go on the inner journey in these days. Let's connect with God in new ways in order to be renewed for the outer journey. Let's breathe in and then breathe out. Let's feed faith, not fear. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to empower us to live well in these days. There are going to be many hard things ahead. There are going to be many tears. There's going to be real and genuine grief. Let's prepare ourselves for those days. Let's prepare us in faith for those times. But let's also live with hope, with expectancy. Let's live filled with God and all that he wants to give us. 1 John Chapter 4, verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in them. Let's just pray a moment. Holy Spirit, God, you in us are greater than any challenge we face these days. We know that we are called to walk the way of the cross. We know we are called to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But you promise and you are with us now, even through the valley of the shadow of death. Lead us as you will. Use us as you wish. Take us. Take us by the hand in these days. We pray blessing. We pray health. 
We pray strength. We pray hope for every single member of the Trinity Church family, beyond, around the world, into our communities and nations this day. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.